So welcome to this uh, new shear in a way. Um, we're gonna go through different topics in, in, in Shabbos, on Shabbos, and we're gonna use the Sefer Sedurishal Shabbos. The Sedurishal Shabbos was written by um, somebody who also wrote, wrote, he wrote a few Sfarim, but he wrote something called the Be'er Mayim Chaim. If, you, uh, if you've ever been to Borough Park or Williamsburg and you see that they don't drink regular soda, they drink Be'er Mayim Chaim. So Be'er Mayim Chaim was the name of a sefer that was written by the Chernovitzer of, or Chaim of Chernovitz. Um, who was a, he was a Talmud of the Maggid from his rich. The Maggid from his rich, of course, was a Talmud of the Baal Shem HaKadosh. The Sidurishal Shabbos is really a bunch of essays. Um, if you would learn through the whole thing from beginning to end, it, it would be a big feat. But it's really, really, he, he has a remarkable way of chopping different, uh, different sugyas, different stories, different aspects of Shabbos up into really nice um, uh, concepts and into very coherent essays. And so we're going to try to start to learn and go through it. Uh, my intention is to use this safer as a, a a platform, so to speak, to go through certain things and try to make it as deep as possible, but also as palatable as possible. And um, and we'll take it from there. We'll take it from there. So anybody that wants to purchase the safer, it might be easier because I'm going to start by reading. Um, if if uh, we'll see how this goes. I'm going to start by reading from the Sefer. And um, we'll take a break at some point in the middle to just to go off on, 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 onto the tangent. But, um, but I'll put the name of the Sefer down in the chat. Um, hang on. You can, you can order it online. I don't know if they have an English translation. I looked to see if... Uh, if there was an online, so, you know, very often you can find Svarim online. Now, I couldn't find anything online. If anybody finds something online, that might be easier for the rest of us. But for now, we're going to go through, I'm going to read, I'm going to read here from the Sefer. I'll translate it, and uh, hopefully you'll be able to, you'll be able to follow along. Okay. So... The beginning of the Sefer, Sedurish al Shabbos, he starts off as many tzaddikim do. They start off with a hakdama, an introduction. And often the introduction, like in, in literature, the introduction gives a flavor for what, what, what you can uh, expect to see in the Sefer. Um, so I'm going to read from here, but, but we're going to. We'll jump off into, into uh, what I think is something uh, relevant and significant. So he starts off and he says, Yisporach hakel v'yishtabach ha'adein hakol. Of course, these are different uh, ways of talking about Hashem. He says, Hashem, Yisporach is filled with bracha, v'yishtabach, and praise to the, the master of everything. Asher Beret Sinai, that in Hashem's will, 
that Hashem conceptualized, Hashem created, Hashem formed, and Hashem actualized all of creation with his, with his speech. Hashemayim, the skies, Ushmei Hashemayim, and the skies of the skies, Hanishvaim that are that receive the or the beauty, the Shefa from Hashem. And, and the, the same God that created Ha'aretz, the earth, the Cholasher Aleha, and everything that's on it, Hayamim the Bahem, the oceans, the waters, and everything that's in the waters, Shayafim Chiyusam Meziv Hadare draw their their energy and their light from the the radiance of Hashem. Who this God, this Hashem HaMachaya, who gives life, and sustains them, and consistently gives them good things. He gives them strength. To be people that people that are meaningful and can do his will. Ubachol Ace Varega and in every in every moment of time, in every second, Bayrin Nafashis, Hashem is creating souls. Ubutuvai and in his goodwill, Mahadish Bukhoyam Taman Masibarashis, he is renewing Masibarashis in every second. Basically, what he's saying here is, is that Hashem didn't just create everything, but Hashem is consistently involved in everything, and that Hashem is consistently giving everything the capacity to exist. Hashem gave us a, a specific kind of love, a specific kind of extra added love, interest, caring, something beyond for our nation that was beyond every other creature that he created in the world in order to draw us closer to his avoida. And we're going to come back to this sentence in a second. I think we actually talked about this Mishnah once. But <clears throat> what, what he's doing here in the, in the Hakdama is to try to give a perspective for this, uh, this entire concept of talking about Shabbos, he's trying to give us a perspective. So he's trying to explain the context of where Shabbos fits in. Of course, it fits in in understanding and knowing Hashem and Hashem's relationship to Kali Yisrael specifically. Because we know the Gemara says that Goyesh Shabbos, a, somebody who's not Jewish, who tries to keep Shabbos, so he's, he's Chayiv Misa. A, a, a guy doesn't have any any connection to Shabbos. Not to say that they can't take a Sabbath or have a technological break or 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 enjoy the benefits of Shabbos, but they can't tap into the the depth of Shabbos. And even if you can have a deep philosophical discussion, but their neshamas can't connect to Shabbos because, as he just said here, there's something very specific and something very unique. To, in Hashem's relationship with specifically Kal Yisrael, that makes it that Shabbos and the Neshama of a Yid are completely connected. And Hashem called, He called His beloved people, Asher Bachar, that He chose Zera Avram Oyavoy, 
the offspring, the children, the descendants of Avram, his, his beloved. And he and he he gave he gave to to these children, the children of, of Avram, of Sarah, the children of these great people that were the forebears of who we are. He gave us mitzvahs, taira, commandments, laws, ideas. This that Hashem has bequeathed us, fancy word for Chaim Belengai. These were this that Hashem gave us as Yerusha. This this that Hashem gave us, um, we receive with love. And to be connected to His Avoda, to be connected to His. That which he ha would have us do to be connected to his will is something that our souls not just find beauty in, but we, we, we yearn, our souls yearn. Sama, we are, we are hungry for, and, and we have a tremendous desire for. Again, that doesn't mean that every human being on this planet can recognize and taste the beauty of what it means to be Jewish. But it means that somewhere inside of each of us, in our neshamas, we have a tremendous yearning to be connected to Hashem. The Chazde Hashem Azkir, and he says, I'm gonna, he says here, I'm gonna, I'm going to mention the chesed that Hashem, Asher that Hashem did for me. Lehetivli Ashafavatsar to he he did a favor for me. The shuffle, the tsar, the young one, the small one, he says. That Hashem gave me the capacity to learn in the Besamedrish that I became that I was a person, he says, I'm a person who has who has the privilege of spending my time learning. And that Hashem gave to me the the the, the job and the capacity to clarify certain aspects of, of our tradition. And to, and to choose, that Hashem gave me the capacity to choose a holy path and a holy journey in life through His Torah. And more than that, He said, Hashem gave me the capacity to open my eyes and to see the uniqueness of the Evan Yikara, that means a beautiful stone. Shabbos is called a, a stone, like a diamond, that has no flaws in it. And so he says, Hashem gave me the ability, and that's what this whole Sefer is, to be able to see with my eyes, to see the beauty of this diamond that has no flaws in it, which is Shabbos. So the Gemara says, the praises of Shabbos come from the heavens. Any human being that down on planet Earth that tries to praise Shabbos, that tries to explain what Shabbos is, that tries to 
you know, write, write a song, so to speak, to describe what Shabbos is, it's not possible. Because the beauty of Shabbos, the praises of Shabbos, the understanding of Shabbos comes from, come from up in the heavens. It's a matana hagnuza begins a hamelech. A matana, a present. What's a present? A present is something that we don't necessarily earn or deserve. It's a present, it's an act of love that's hidden in the, the hidden caverns of, of Hashem's treasure houses. And that's, of course, Shabbos. This is, I wanted, he says, I would like to express some of my ideas into what Shabbos is. And to put onto her head a crown. I'm sorry, to put onto my head her crown. I want to wear her crown, he says. I want to wear the crown of Shabbos on my head. To talk about the essence of Shabbos and to talk about the reality of Shabbos, he says it's not possible. It's not possible. You can't, you can't talk about it because if you try to talk about it, you'll dim it, you'll make it a little bit lower, and it's not possible to enumerate it or explain it. It's otherworldly. It's not possible to improve on or expand on or expound on. Because the light of Shabbos explodes. The energy of it is so explosive, it's so beyond, that it's impossible to really explain. Whoever can appreciate, whoever can grasp any of, any of its... Uh, any of its beauty should grab onto it because it will purify their hearts. So I want to go back a step because he quotes, he, he, you don't really have it in front of you, maybe next week some of you will have it, but he quotes here a, a line from a mission in Perkevis. So he, he doesn't really quote the, the mission in Perkevis, but he, he alludes to a mission in Perkevis. He says, there's an extra added love that Hashem has specifically for Kal Yisrael. So for many of you, this is going to be a just a chazara, but we have to we have to talk about it to introduce to introduce Shabbos. Um, there's a mission in Pirkei Avos. Let's get to the mission in Pirkei Avos. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna read it out. I want to read it out here. So Mishnah Perkyavas that he's that that he's he's talking about. One second. The Mishnah Perkyavas. It's in Paragimel Mishnah Yudalid. The Mishnah is talking about. Well, we'll see what the Mishnah talks about. But the, the author of this Mishnah is Rabbi Kiva. Hu haya oimer. Rabbi Kiva used to say, Chavav Adam Shaniver B'Tzalem, man, of all the creatures in the world that were created, man is Chaviv, man is beloved, man is endeared. There's a specific thing that Hashem cares about man. 
because he was created B'Tselem. He was created in the image of Hashem. We'll talk about that in a minute. But Chibi Yitzera, there's an extra added love that, that Hashem has for man. Why? That man was informed that we were created in Hashem's image. And so think about what that means for a moment. There's something beautiful that Hashem created man in, 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 the, in, in his image. But there's something more beautiful in that Hashem informed man, you should know, man, I'm creating you in his image. I'm creating you in my image, Hashem says. What's the significance of that chibi yisera, of that extra added on love? So I think, it's, I think it's, it's very simple. It's one thing if we have to spend our entire lives searching to understand something about ourselves and then somewhere, somehow we, we discover in some distant uh, way that God is similar to us, that, that would feel good. But Hashem says, I am informing you as it says in the passage, it's one of the first things that we know about the creation of man. It's the first thing we know about the creation of man, is that Hashem says, I'm creating you in my image. For everybody to know that. Everybody needs to know that. You could spend your whole life trying to discover it, but you know that from the beginning. That knowledge is, a, is also a gift from Hashem. And the Mishnah goes on. Chavivin Yisrael shenikru banam lamakom. Yisrael is beloved, is more beloved than man, because we are called banam lamakom. We are called the children of Hashem. Chibi Yisera nadas lahem. There's an extra added love that Hashem has for them. Shenikru banam lamakom. That we were we were called. That Hashem lets us know. He, you should know. You are called banam lamakom. Shenemar banam atam Hashem alekechem. That we are informed, that we are that we are we are considered to be children of Hashem. What's the significance? What's going on here? What is the purpose of all this? What does this have to do with anything? What's the deep theological uh, uh, meaning here? So you know, I've shared this with you a bunch of times already. The Baal Shem HaKadosh says. Now, when, when, when Hashem created man, so the Pasuk says, Hashem says, Nasa Adam, let us create man. And everybody's bothered, who is the us that Hashem's talking to? Let us create man. Who is he talking to? So Rashi says he's talking to the Malachim. Other people say other things. The Basham HaKadosh says it's very simple. Hashem was talking to man himself. And there was this very strange uh, um, divergence from all of creation, a shifting of dimensions, if you will, where Hashem said, I'm creating trees. Hashem said, let there be trees, and trees were created. Let there be grass, and grass was created. Let there be light, and light was created. Let there be iPhones, and iPhones were created. But when Hashem said, let there be man, Hashem took a part of himself, and he put a part of himself into the creation itself, and he said, this creature is not going to be created complete. The act of creation is going to remain with this creature. 
it's not as if man is created whole. Man is specifically created fragmented so that man can continue creating in my image. That means when Hashem says, you are created with Selim Elohim, you're created in the image of God. In what way are we created in the image of God? We're created in the image of God insofar as Hashem says, you're not just like me, you're going to continue building creation. Creation is going to continue moving in your life, through your life. Hashem HaKadosh says, Nasa Adam, let us create man. Who is the us? So Hashem is speaking to Adam, and Hashem is saying, you and I are going to create you. I will give you all the potential. You will build from that potential some actual cre creature, some actual creation, and that together is going to be the act of creation of Adam. So what's the significance of that? What does that have to do with us today in our lives? First of all, of course, like the Mishnah in Pergayava says, Chaviv Adam, Adam is, is beautiful because we were created in Salam Elohim. So that's a beautiful thing to know. It's a beautiful imagery. It's also something that, that is very inspiring. But what it means, what this whole Torah means is that all of life, all of my life, all of our lives are not simply mimicking God. We're not simply fulfilling the, the requirements that we have to him. We're not simply, uh, as an act of Akarasato for creating us, you know, doing what we're supposed to do. That's, that's, all those things might be true, but that's not the panemius of it. The panemius of it, of everything in life, is for man to be able to actualize him or herself to be completely and fully actualized in this world, to have ideals and step into those ideals and live the life of the ideals that you have, to have dreams and to move as much as you can into those dreams, to discover talents that we have, to discover skills that we have and cultivate them and grow them and engage all of those things in the world. When we say, the world was created for me, it doesn't mean that the world was simply created for me to play, to play in the playground of the world. It, it does mean that. But what it means is, is that the world was created for me to become me. The world was created for me to become me. Hashem says, let us create man. What you do in your life is part of creation. So what does this have to do with, with Shabbos? What does this have to do with anything? Because of course we know. Six days of the week, Hashem created the world. Six days of the week, we, as human beings, spend all of our time working. It's the drudgery of life. It's the mundanity of life. It's the hardships of life. It's the successes and failures of life. It's the effort we put into life. It's everything that we know about life. And to a large degree, the spirituality of the six days of the week is subdued. 
compared to the materiality, the physicality, the, the work that we put in. Transcendence is really Shabbos. The six days of the week is about work, effort, the sweat of your brow, the chaos, the fragment, the stress, all of that stuff. And so it's very easy for us to get lost in the feeling that during the six days of the week, God is in Shemayim and man is on earth. And that Shabbos is the time when, when, when we can kind of come together. But that somehow during the six days of the week, there's a disconnect between us and Hashem. Or that there's a disconnect between our behaviors and our souls. Because we spend all of our time working. We spend all of our time doing. The difference between productivity and creativity is that productivity is goal-oriented. The goal is here. The responsibility is here. And my job is to try to figure out how to get there. Productivity is all goal-driven. Creativity is all journey-driven. I have some passion inside of me that needs to be expressed. I have something that needs to uh, be put out there into the world. And so I push, I express. Most of us in our lives today don't get much of an opportunity for creativity because all of the stressors of productivity lay on us. And so it's very difficult for us to feel in some ways connected to tachlis, connected to meaning, connected to purpose, connected to mission, because we're running around, we're doing, we're busy. So the first step into entering Shabbos, the first step into understanding Shabbos, it's the first step to understanding anything in Yiddishkeit, is that Hashem says to me, you are not simply a little work, working bee. You are not a robot. You are not a slave. You are not even an employee. You are a partner with me in the creation of the world. The significance of your life is that everything about you matters. Every single little thing about you matters. Every nuance and every contour of your personality matters. Every choice you make, every thought you have, every minute detail of how you spend your day, everything matters. Not from this like OCD observed, observing God that's watching us with a pen and paper meticulously to see all the things that we did wrong. That's not what that means. What it means is, is that everything about me matters. And so the first step is to recognize that if it took six days for Hashem to create the world, and we spend six days of our lives working really hard, we have to understand that the six days of the week are, are the six days of creation. I think I shared this with you once. The, forget who it was. I think it's based on the based on yeah it's based on the Zayar. The Zayar Kaddish says <clears throat> when we say that the Beis Hamikdash should be built bimheira biyamenu, it 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 means of course we want it quick. We want the Beis Hamikdash to come quickly in our days. But 
we want the Beis HaMikdash to be built quickly with our days. That means everything about what I do with my life is part of the building of the world. It's part of the building of the Beis HaMikdash. And so to, re to recognize the significance of what I am, not, not the personality that I bring to the table, but simply the, the, the ingredients of what I am, to recognize that is the way we can enter the six days of the week. If you want to understand anything, you want to understand anything about faith, anything about entering into any discussion about godliness, it starts with recognizing that my life is not just a conduit to Hashem. My life contains within me a part of Hashem. That Hashem, in His creation of the world, in some way stopped creating the world and continued creating the world when he created me. That my life, the creation of my life, and the ongoing living of my life is in and of itself part of the six days of the creation of the world. That sixth day, the sixth day of Friday, that day when Adam was created, that day hasn't ended. That creation of the world, that state of becoming, hasn't ended. When Adam and Chava ate from the Eid Sadas, Chazal teach us that the, the fruit that was on the Eid Sadas, some people say it was a grape, a grape, some people say it was an estrog, very few people say it was an apple, some people say it was it was wheat. Whatever, whatever that, whatever that uh, fruit or vegetable was that grew off of, off of the tree of the Eid Sadas, that fruit was meant for Shabbos. And that Adam and Chava, somehow the mistake that they made was they couldn't, they couldn't wait until Shabbos. What does that mean? It means that all of our lives right now is Friday. The entire existence of life is Friday. The entire existence of our lives are, is, is waiting to enter what's called the Yom Shekula Shabbos, which is the time of Mashiach. So if we're going to have any discussion at all about entering Shabbos, we have to start by recognizing the essence of what we are and what the six days of the week are. That the six days of the week are about me having a chance to create. And that means that all the productivity that I have is really simply an opportunity for creativity, which for many of us in our lives that are creative, and, and feel internally the need to, to create something with ourselves, it's very, very hard to marry the, crea the creativity of ourselves to the productivity of, that is required of us. And that's one of the big, that's one of the big avoiders in life, is to be creative in my, product, in my productivity and to be productive in my creativity. <clears throat> But that's the formula. The formula here is to recognize within myself that Hashem is, is inviting me and He's asking me and he's, He has created me as being an act of creation and to be a creator in my life. And that every single thing that I do in my life is an act of creation. Whether I'm doing mitzvahs or I'm doing averis, that's, that's irrelevant. The, the, the discussion, we haven't had any discussion yet about mitzvahs and averis. Every single thing about me is, an, is, is a part of creation in the world. 
everything I do, everything I have, everything that gives me meaning, it's all a part of the creation of the world. There's a beautiful Torah from the Sefer that's called Basayin, from the Basayin. The Basayin talks about Adam, Noach, and Avram. And he says that Avram, the Medrash tells us that Avram was the first person to call Hashem Adon, my master. Adam and Chanoich and Mesushalach and Noach, all the tzaddikim that lived before Avram didn't call Hashem Adon, my master, my king. Along came, Avram, along came Avram and Avram called Hashem my master, my king. And so the Basayin wants to know what's the big, what's the big deal? I mean, you know, so what? So the people, the people before him didn't call him my master and Avram calls him my master. What's the significance of that? Why is that the, the defining character trait of Avram that he's called from there, the Av, the father, Avram, without the hey, Avram, he's the father of multitudes, Ram, multitudes. What's this? Why is Avram so special that he calls Hashem Melech? So the Basayan says something really, really amazing. At least to me, I thought it was amazing. The, 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 the Basayan says, to call, to be a king of something, you have to be the same type of species. Like you would never say that a cow is a king of pasture. A cow is a cow, and it goes out to pasture, and it eats. And wherever it eats, it eats. But the cow is not the king of grass. The cow is not part of grass as a species. Just like we human beings are not the king of cows. A cow is a cow, and I'm a human being. So the Basayan says prior to Avram, people's relationship with Hashem was such that God was God, and human beings are human beings. Just like human beings and cows are not from the same species, human beings and Hashem are not from the same species. So nobody ever had the audacity to say that Hashem is a king. Because Hashem's not our king. Hashem is, Hashem is godly. He's infinite. He's beyond. Until Avram came along. And Avram turned around and he said, no. We are created B'Tselem Elohim. If you want to know anything about God, you have to look within yourself. If you remember last year, we talked a little bit about the distinction between Avram and Yitzchak, where Yitzchak looked, Avram looked around the world and through the world he saw God. Yitzchak looked within himself and through himself he found God. The moment that Avram discovered Hashem within himself was by the Akedah. But that's a that's a that's that's a whole that's a whole long drasha. But to make a long story short, Avram's ability to look at the world and to look at himself and see what he himself was capable of, with that he was able to turn around and say to Hashem, Hashem, you're not just some distant, godly, infinite creature that that hovers over the world in some crazy way, and I'm not just a creature just like 
the light and the sun and the moon and the grass, but that there's, there's a harmony between you and I. There's a likeness between you and I. There's an, an attunement between you and I, because you and I are very much the same, Avram said. I am a mini-god, not with the ego, but with the, the very profound awareness of how much I as a human being matter. And so if we're going to have a discussion about the beauty of the matana, the present, the, the flawless diamond that's called Shabbos, then we have to first understand the role we play in this world. Because as we're going to see in Meretz Hashem next week, what, what, we're, what we're going to see is that when Hashem created Shabbos, He didn't rest. He created rest. Shabbos was an active cre creation of Menucha. And then we'll have to talk about what Menucha means next week. But we, the human beings, are the actors in the play of life. But we're not just actors in the play of life. We're not just following a script. We are creating the play as we live our lives. And that's what the six days of the week are. The six days of the week are us actualizing ourselves to the best that we can be, for us to find within the productivity some sense of self, to not just be producing, but to know how to reflect also, and to be tuned in to everything about ourselves so that we can learn how to express more of ourselves in the world, that we can, we can bring more of the world and elevate more of the world through being in it, through manipulating it, not manipulation, but through working it and by creating it, and that the world should have uh, a tremendous footprint left by every one of us, that that's the act of creation. That's the act of the six days of the week, and that's the hachana, that's the preparation for connecting in any way to what Shabbos is. What's the, the joke is that what is, what is the one mitzvah that, what is the one mitzvah that, uh, I'm sorry if this, is a, if this is offensive, so I'll put a trigger warning on the following statement. What is the one mitzvah that, <clears throat> that Koyal Yungalite can't, can't uh, that Koyal Yungalite don't, are not Makayim? Anybody? It says, for six days you should work. So six days you should work. So if you're, if you're, if you're in Lakewood, you're not working. If you, don't, if you don't know, if you don't understand, you don't have a, a good understanding. I'm sorry for those Lakewooders that are online. If you go to Lake, if you're, if you're learning in BMG, then you'll have a pass. But until then, Six days of the week you should work of the of the week you should work. So to understand that to enter Shabbos, the Gemara says, Misha Tarech Shabbos, Whoever prepares, whoever gets busy in preparing for Shabbos will have what to eat on Shabbos. The whole six days of the week is about preparing for Shabbos. And to prepare for Shabbos, you have to understand where we fit in. That all of life is about the subjective, not the objective. Even in the objective, it's all about the subjective. <clears throat> I'll leave you with, with, a, with a thought. 
it's really more on last week's Parsha, on this past week's Parsha, but it's, it's uh, my son asked me the other day why we try to finish the whole Parsha, the whole Tyra uh, uh, every year. Like, why don't we spread out the Parshas over like four or five years? And every year when it comes to these Parshas, where there's so much going on, I always feel like, you know, I need like a month and a half just to learn the Akedah. So like Parshas Vayera should take like three months. There's so much there. The, 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 the story of the Akedah, it starts off by saying, Vayomer Hashem El Avram, which is normal, right? Every time Hashem wants to speak to someone, the Torah says, Vayomer Hashem Amaisha, and Hashem says whatever he says. But here it says, Vayomer Hashem El Avram, and Hashem spoke to Avram, Vayomer, and he said, Avram, he called his name Avram. Vayomer Hineini, and Avram said, I'm here. Vayomer Hashem, and then Hashem tells him to go do the Akedah. And then later on, when Yitzchak and Avram are trudging up the mountain, and Yitzchak turns to his father and he says, Vayomer Yitzchak el Aviv. Yitzchak says to his father, Vayomer, and he says, Avram. He says, Avi, my father. Vayomer Avram, hineni b'ni. I'm, I'm here, my son. And then again, later on, when Avram has the knife in his hand and he's about to swing it down, the Malach says, Avram, Avram. So the, the Arachayim HaKadosh asks, why, why at least at the beginning, why does Hashem start off and say, Avram, and then Hashem, Avram answers, I'm here. Doesn't, you don't find that elsewhere in the, in the Torah. So the Arachayim HaKadosh says, that when Hashem wanted to, to let Avram know that what he's about to ask him is, a, is of great importance. So he prefaced it by calling his name. I think there was something, there's something in that little sentence or two from the Arachayim HaKadosh that is so profound. When Hashem calls me to greatness, when Hashem wants me to be great, the question is, is God calling me to do great things? Or is God calling me to become great through the things that I do? Is God want me to do things that are great? Do I have to walk around in my life and try to find great things to do? Or does Hashem say, I want you to become great through the life that you live? Is it in the object of killing your son? Or is it in the subjective experience of faith? That's the entire story of the Akedah. Yitzchak plays almost no role in the story of the Akedah. It's all about Avram. It's called the Nesayin of Avram. And at the end of the day, Yitzchak doesn't get killed and Yitzchak doesn't flinch. Yitzchak has nothing to do with the story of the Akedah. The story of the Akedah is the story of Avram. Avram, Hashem is calling you to greatness. Vayem Hashem el Avram Avram. Vayem Yitzchak el Avi. Avram, Avram. In that moment when the Malach Elikim said Avram, Avram, Avram understood. I don't. There's no downswing. The knife's not coming down, because in that moment Avram understood what I, the Malach was saying to Avram is Avram, Avram. You're Avram now. Now you're great. Now you could be called Avram. The entire story of Sefer Bereshis and all the way through until the end of Kriyas Yamsuf all boils down to one thing, the subjective experience that you as a human being have 
of your life, of godliness. It's not about the objective, it's all about the subjective. And that's the six days of the week. The hardest thing, the Hester Panim of the six days of the week is we get so stressed and we get so caught up in all of the work that we have to do. But we're all connected to the objective and we, we forget the subjective. And that, Amir Tzashem, we'll talk about that. That's the whole Indian of Menucha. And that's, that's, that, that will be our introduction to Shabbos next week. And um, I appreciate everybody joining.